I'm a cop, you idiot! Hey, come here. If you don't stop screwing around back there, this is what I'm gonna do. Ha 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 ha. Quiet. How do I look? Shut up! Shut up! Who is your daddy and what does he do? Our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine. It's not a tumor. You are mine now. You belong to me. Next time, my place. Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Welcome to the Kindergarten Cop episode. I know it's been a little while in the making, but uh, as you guys know, it's been kind of crazy busy and, uh, you know, kind of make it up. I delivered, you know, an underground episode on Friday and then an underground episode on Saturday. And now finally, uh, for those of you who don't listen to the Underground Hour, the regular movie review and uh, this is the final of the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, kind of mini trilogy, if you will. It's been some fun times. Uh, I've had a good time with Arnold on as my co-host. We'll get him on in a little bit later, hopefully. Uh, you know, he was in a he was in a good mood last time, but I think he'll be in a better mood this time because talking a great flick, Kindergarten Cop, can't wait. And uh, a lot of, lot of important news to talk about in regards to... Uh, the podcast and upcoming events and all that fun stuff. But uh, as always, before we roll into that, let's go ahead and get into some movie and music news. Don't cry to me if you love me. You would be here with me. You want me. Come find me. me. Alright, so first up in movie and music news, you know, last night I posted on my Facebook page, it was the poster for Pain and Gain, the new Dwayne Johnson film. I gotta admit, man, this is the first Dwayne Johnson film that I'm not excited for. That's right, you heard that right. I'm not excited for a Dwayne Johnson movie. As my boy Anthony the Epic Miller said, hell must have froze over. I don't know, I think it's because of the fact of it has Mark Wahlberg in the film and I'm not a big Mark Wahlberg fan. And uh, the fact that Michael Bay is doing it, I'm just kind of scared. So, I don't know, man. Uh, Snitch looks so much better. Uh, That trailer was flipping great. Um, You know, I kind of talked about it a little while ago. But I'm not very excited to see this movie at all. But I guess we'll, you know, wait till the trailer. But speaking of trailers, holy crap. Today, I was flipping through my on-demand and I put on the Bullet to the Head trailer. Holy crap, I had no idea how awesome this movie is going to be. Alright, so I knew Sylvester Stallone was going to be in this movie. 
but I didn't know that Han from the Fast and Furious movies was in it. So immediately I was sold because I'm like, okay, Han's going to be in it. Great. And he flipping does martial arts. And then on top of that, Christian Slater is in the movie. Christian flicking, freaking, freaking Slater, man. Oh, can't believe it. Good times, man. Love me some Christian Slater. So I'm already sold on the movie. Uh, it's coming out in February. Can't wait to watch it. Going to be good, good times. So uh, if you have not seen that trailer, the bullet in the head, go check it out now. All right. So if any of you out there were crazy enough to like the Fantastic Four films, I know some of you out there have. I don't like them. But uh, the reboot is scheduled to hit the theaters 2015. That's going to be in March. They were all right. Nothing too great. Um, I mean, they were, I don't know, two and a half, three star movies. Uh, But man, uh, I don't know, man. I've just never been a fan of Fantastic Four. But if you are a fan and you actually care, then uh, be on the lookout uh, in March of 2015. That's when that movie is going to hit. Alright, so unless you're living under a rock, The Dark Knight Rises came out this week on Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, which Ultraviolet sucks. You know, if you go to Amazon, Dark Knight Rises has like a two and a half uh, star rating, but it's not because of the movie, it's because of the what they use. They use Ultraviolet, and I guess Ultraviolet is like the worst digital system ever. Um, you can't, it crashes, and it just has all these humongous problems, and uh, you know, my boy uh, Watson, you know, uh, which by the way, he won the contest. Actually, Tawana did uh, originally. I, the video crapped out and I had to take it off YouTube, but Mailman saw the video. And then Watson, uh, after I did the video again, he won. So technically, Tawana and Watson won. So they're both going to be on the show sometime next year. And uh, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later on uh, in regards to that, you know, as far as details go. But. You know, he actually has the, uh, Watson does, his wife bought him the, the, you know, the Broken Cow edition of The Dark Knight Rises. He was just telling me the other day that his wife is telling him that he now needs to sell it on eBay. And he's like, well, why the heck would I want to do that when you just got it for me as a present? Well, that's because it's selling for like $150 to $700. Man, if you have $700 to spend on a movie... You are ridiculous, okay? I don't care how much of a Batman fan you are. Anybody who spends that amount of money is just stupid. On a flippin' movie, I don't care what kind of what you get in it. It's ridiculous. And I know this sounds kind of funny coming from a Batman fan like myself, but it's true, man. It's There's so much better things out there to spend your money on than to spend $700 on a movie. But, oh well, uh, it is what it is. But I uh, I, I can't wait. Here, here's the frustrating thing with this. Okay, so I have Batman Begins, I have The Dark Knight, but of course they came out with the Dark Knight trilogy on DVD and Blu-ray. Here's the thing that irritates me. They have, if you buy the DVD of the trilogy, you get this flippin' sick-looking hologram that has the Batman logo that, like, changes into, you know, the different colors of Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. And then if you buy the Blu-ray, you just get the Batman mask on the front cover, and it's a blue cover. It looks stupid. I mean, it's nowhere near as cool as the DVD. And then when you look at the discs, the discs are all different colors. They're uh, kind of like the brown for Batman Begins, uh, the red for Batman or for the Dark Knight, and then white for the Dark Knight Rises. And then when you look at the Blu-ray, they're just all white. It's just like the DVD for the first time ever looks better than a Blu-ray set, and that's just crazy 
that a DVD set looks better than a Blu-ray set. But, you know, I'm hoping to get my hands on, uh, you know, I'm just going to buy the normal uh, Blu-ray because I have Batman Begins in a Dark Knight. You know, as much as the trilogy set would be cool, you know, you get a little 64-page book with it. But I'm still just going to, you know, I asked for it for Christmas. But uh, it's still it's still cool, though, man. I just want to point it out that the DVD trilogy looks way better than the Blu-ray one. But it is what it is. Some people may like the Blu-ray version, you know, that it looks better than the DVD. So, you know, each to their own, I guess. So in other movie news... Yesterday, I just read that Kevin Smith plans on ending his uh, film, you know, directing career with Clerks 3. So, in my opinion, I think this is pretty cool, you know. Uh, He started off with Clerks, and I kind of like Clerks 2. You know, I don't think it was better than Clerks 1, but I think it's kind of a perfect way to end. If you're going to stop directing movies, you might as well end on a sequel to the movie that got you started, right? And uh, hopefully everybody can come back from the original, you know, uh, Clerks crew. And I think it would be pretty fun. So when I heard that news, I thought it was pretty cool. Kind of exciting. I still haven't seen Red State. I did hear some good things about it. But I am excited to hear that Kevin Smith is going to return and do some Clerks 3. Good times. Alright, so it's been a little while since I recorded uh, Twins. And I can't remember if I talked about X-Men Days of Future Past, how... Uh, Magneto and uh, in pers- Professor Xavier and Wolverine are going to be in the film along with the new class people and in- time travel and stuff. If I brought it up and mentioned it and talked about it, great. I just want to say if I didn't talk about it, I thought it was really cool when I heard that. Uh, I think it's, you know, there was definitely problems because in X-Men 3, Xavier is old and walking. And at the end of X-Men First Class, he's in a wheelchair. So I'm hoping this whole time travel thing will fix that to where he's no longer in a wheelchair uh, because they're traveling in the past and maybe they'll erase what happened at the end of uh, X-Men First Class. I don't know. But I I was just thinking about that and I thought it was kind of cool. And uh, the last bit of movie news is uh, good old Dwayne Johnson uh, talk. But uh, this is pretty cool. They they just released the G.I. Joe Retaliation poster. It was the international poster. And, of course, it changed up a little bit. It now says G.I. Joe 3D under its retaliation. Now, they have Bruce Willis up in the front. And then all the way, you know, towards the back is a really big picture of Dwayne Johnson. And right below him is uh, Channing uh, Channing Tatum, which he originally was not on the poster. Then you also have Snake Eyes and, uh, and stuff like that. So here's the thing. Obviously, they fixed the fact that uh, Channing, Channing Tatum isn't dead. You know, because... I pretty much figured they kill him off in the first 10 minutes, first 10, 20 minutes of the film. And then after test audiences saw it, you know, people got pissed off. You know, I've already covered this. So now that he's on the poster and they've done the reshoots, you know, it wasn't necessarily to convert it to 3D, but it was mostly to fix that problem. The question remains, how much of it is he going to be in the movie? How much reshooting did they do? How much story did they change? Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever fully know to the extent how much of the story has changed. I'm going to assume they didn't change a whole lot, if anything. Uh, my initial thoughts is that he lives, he gets shot, goes in a coma, stays out of the movie, and then at the very end comes out of the coma and he's all good. That's what I think they're going to do with this character. I guess we'll find out if I'm right. So when the movie comes out, I'll have to listen back to this and be like, was I right or was I off? So, 
But it's a really cool poster. I dig it. It's good times. And I did post it on the Facebook page. It is coming out March 28th of next year. So be on the lookout. Which is kind of funny because, uh, you know, uh, Fast 6, you know, usually the Fast and Furious franchise is the one that, uh, you know, kind of starts the summer off. And they're not coming out till later on in the summer, which is kind of weird. So good times. So that is it for movie news. Let's go ahead and roll into some music news real quick. All right, so this week on the iTunes charts, a couple new tunes uh, that I wanted to talk about. All right, so number one, we have Bruno Mars is uh, locked in number one. We're locked out of heaven. Bruno Mars, uh, this guy kind of made a premiere, uh, you know, uh, kind of with the Lazy song. That was a good times. I love the video with the with the guys dressed up as monkeys. It's hilarious. That's a really good song. Uh, Bruno Mars has kind of made a name for himself this year, but he's got the number one song currently, Locked Out of Heaven. It's a pretty good tune. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, is kicked out of the top ten with uh, We Are Never Getting Back Together, but she's got a new tune in there, I Knew You Were Trouble. That's number three. Not too bad. Check it out. However, uh, if you like the you know like the guy Will I Am, who was originally from the Black Eyed Peas, he's got a new song out called Scream and Shout. And guess who features in this song? Flippin' Britney Spears. Good times. This is a good track. Check it out. Uh, Locked in heaven, or Locked Out of Heaven, not bad. Taylor Swift's song is good. So is Will I Am's tune. And then Diamonds by Rihanna. Now, I have to admit, man, I've hated this song for quite a long time. You know, shine bright like a diamond, just the way she says that. It's just real flippin' annoying. I could never stand it. It's kind of growing on me now. I don't hate it as much. It's kind of cool. Unfortunately, Nicki Minaj is on the top 10. I can't stand this girl. No talent whatsoever. You can send all your hate email on Nicki Minaj to me if you like her. Sorry, but I can't stand Nicki Minaj. And Justin Bieber and Nicki Minaj together, that's like Armageddon happening. And they currently are sitting at number 8. And finally, Kesha Die Young is number 9. Not a bad tune, man. Kesha's uh, kind of chilled out a little bit. Usually, she's got some crazy, insane lyrics that she has but uh, Die Young isn't too bad it's got some occasional little weird lyrics in that song but not too bad uh, the chorus overall is pretty catchy and uh, and overall the top 10 I would say the one you want to check out number one the biggest one is Scream and Shout with Will I Am feature Britney Spears good times and if you like Diamonds I'm sure you'll you know you've heard it a million times on the radio starting to grow on me but the Kesha song Die Young is pretty good and along with Bruno Mars so I would say I'd probably switch this around and put Scream and Shout as number one and then probably put uh put the Bruno Mars song as number two and then add the Taylor Swift song as number three and then Kesha's number four those are my four top picks that I like the most out of the charts this week and as far as actual music news nothing really too great to look forward to Uh, But I would just say check out those tunes. It's some good stuff. So that is it, guys, for uh, movie and music news. So uh, why don't we roll ahead and get into the review of Kindergarten Cop. Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is kindergarten cop kindergarten is like the ocean you don't want to turn your back on it don't worry everything is under control no 
He's an undercover detective. I assume you have some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. <laughs> the male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual. He's been trained to shoot. What made you become a kindergarten teacher? He's been trained to fight. But there are some things... You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball, you gotta handle this like any other police situation. You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little tushies. You are mine now. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you. <laughs> wow. In an Ivan Reitman film. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not. He's not married, Mom! Welcome to Astoria, the single parent capital of America. You got a little mustache. Ask me from the milk. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. All right, Kindergarten Cop. And uh, man, am I excited to be talking this movie, man. Uh, this is my favorite of the Arnold comedies, man. This is it. This is cream of the crop. This, for me, is the flipping funniest Arnold movie ever. Uh, well, <laughs> Last Action Hero is is right up there too but as far as you know if we're talking family comedies this is it uh oh man it's so good love it uh and i know of course last action hero uh has been a big fan favorite and uh i just want to give you guys a little heads up here that uh, this is not the end of arnold for all you guys out there that are fans of uh, arnold movies as you know arnold schwarzenegger is my favorite action star of all time and uh, I love his movies. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of his movies going forward. Uh, you know, Predator, uh, you know, Red Heat, of course, Last Action Hero. Uh, you know, just do a bunch of the really great movies, Terminator 2, all that stuff. Now, it's not going to be, you know, like once a month kind of thing. It's going to be kind of random, just like, hey, I feel like doing Arnold movies, so I'll go ahead and shoot you guys out a note in the STL Nation and say, hey, I'm doing this Arnold movie because Arnold is pretty much a big fan favorite in STL except for a few people. But uh, I've, overall, it's been a blast doing these movies. And, you know, Last Action Hero will be the next movie that I do for Arnold Schwarzenegger because that's been a big request. And I love Last Action Hero. A lot of people hate on that flick. So got to show it some love. So it's kind of a mini announcement, if you will, that uh, the Arnold movies are not ending uh, with this movie uh, I am going to cover the really great ones, you know, Predator, Last Action Hero, um, you know, Terminator 2, uh, Red Heat. I love Red Heat with James Belushi. Um, so, yeah, man, good, good times. So why don't we go ahead and uh, get Arnold up on the line? Uh, this will be, you know, hopefully he'll want to join me on any other movies we do. But, uh, you know, he's been joining me on Terminator and uh, Twins. And uh, let's get him on. For kindergarten cops, so uh, let me give him a call real quick here. 
Hey, Arnold, what's up, man? It's Masunas. How's it going, man? Good morning. How are you? You don't happen to have a cigar, do you? I don't have a cigar, man. I'm sorry. Uh, you're not having a bad day, are you? Don't be ridiculous. You idiot. Good, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I'm glad you're ripping on me, man. It's all good. That's the that's the way I like it, man, because you're so much funnier when you're always in such a, you know, kind of a bad mood. It's all good. But I am very excited today, though, because I think I think this is going to cheer you up, man, because do you have any idea what movie we're talking today? Yes. I'm Detective John Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. Stop whining. You lack discipline. Yep, that's right, man. We're finally talking kindergarten cop. Good times. I'm glad you're on board, sir. So uh, here's what we're going to do, just kind of like we've been doing, sir. Uh, I'm going to bring up the movie and talk about it a little bit. And then, uh, you know, you can go ahead and uh, do your little line delivery if you want for certain scenes because, you know, it sounds so much better when it's coming from you, of course. You used to be somebody I could trust. Because of you, a lot of people are dead. And now it's your turn. Oh, great. So now you're going to kill me now, right? (laughs) That's funny. Okay, good. I'm glad to see that uh, one of us hasn't lost his sense of humor. All right, sir. So let's roll into uh, let's roll in the review of Kindergarten Cop. So here's the deal with Kindergarten Cop. So this uh, this movie came out in 1990. It's American comedy thriller film, if you will. It's directed by Ivan Reitman. Obviously, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger's detective John Kimball, and uh, he's got to go undercover as a kindergarten teacher to catch this drug dealer, uh, Colin Crisp, and. Uh, and uh, while he's uh, doing that, he falls in love with uh, Penelope uh, Ann Miller's character, Joyce, uh, his love interest, which also happens to be uh, the ex-wife of John Crisp, or not John Crisp, of Crisp. And uh, good times, man. Phoebe O'Hara is his partner. Originally, she was supposed to be the kindergarten teacher, but she gets sick. Arnold has to take her place. And, uh, and then... That, and then chaos assumes. So what's really cool is the fact of there's a lot of things that happen in this movie. And it's kind of a dark movie in like the first half hour of the film. It really, you don't think it's a kid's movie. So when the movie starts off, um, there's this uh, there's this killer. Uh, his name is uh, Colin Crisp. He's played by Richard Tyson. And uh, Arnold plays Detective John Kimmel. This takes place in Los Angeles. Now he has Crisp on a murder charge. Uh, because he kills his informant and uh, he finds out, um, you know, there's a witness. So therefore gets him on a murder charge and uh, they he needs information regarding the whereabouts of his ex-wife, uh, Rachel, and his son, uh, Colin Jr. But uh, the only witness happens to be a drug addict girl. Her name's Cindy. Now, uh, the informant's girlfriend, uh, who was hidden at the time of the murder, she, of course, is found to be unreliable. You know, h- hello. I mean, she's drug, she's drug addict girl, right? And then to top it all off, uh, they can't keep him on permanent uh, prison charge because she changes her mind about testifying. And uh, Rachel has to be found and uh, persuaded to testify. So uh, Kimball, who uh, has a partner named uh, Phoebe O'Hara, played by Pamela Reed, she is a former teacher. Uh, and she goes undercover, and they go to Astoria, Oregon, uh, to find uh, to find Rachel, Crisp's ex-wife. Now it's believed that Rachel essentially stole like millions of dollars from Crisp before she took off. So the detectives plan to offer her a deal, which essentially would be that if she testifies against Colin, she gets immunity. So uh, Phoebe acts as a substitute teacher. 
uh, in uh, what they think is where the sun is located at in kindergarten class. Uh, the name of the school is called Astoria Elementary School. Uh, but of course, Kimball has to uh, take over and uh, be the uh, be the kindergarten teacher because uh, she had a major case of the stomach flu. And uh, Kimball takes on the teacher job. The school principal, uh, Miss Klauski, as they like to say it in the movie, is played by Helen Hunt. How awesome is that? She's suspicious, of course. Uh, they don't tell her what it's all about. But she's going to keep a firm eye on, on John Kimball here. And uh, Kimball, you know, he uh, he adapts progressively to his new status, even though, you know, he has no formal teaching, of course. Now, there is one cool thing he has. It's a ferret, which is pretty flippin' sweet. And he uses this as a uh, class mascot because, I mean, right off the bat, it starts off as just terrible. The kids just tear him to pieces and they just tear up the classroom and uh, they just hit his leg with like a, a wagon. I mean, it's total chaos. It's ridiculous. Uh, but eventually things start to turn around. He, he uses police training as a model of kind of structure for the class, if you will, uh, police reinforcement. And uh, he, you know, he starts to cherish the kids. The kids start to cherish him and then it becomes a good family film. So like the first half hour is pretty dark and then all of a sudden it turns to a family film, which is pretty awesome. Uh, he starts to love his uh, his cover job kind of more than he does being a cop, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I mean, he starts to deal with crazy stuff like child abuse. Uh, I mean, it kind of covers some deep things on kind of a glossy level, if you will. And uh, he speaks to um, this one uh, mother and tells her that, uh, you know, he's going to press charges uh, on this, uh, you know, on the father if he abuses the child again. And then, uh, you know, he kind of gets in trouble because he gets into a fight. Uh, Ms. Shklowski, uh, you think it's going to fire him? And she's just like, how awesome was it to to punch that SOB? And he's like, it felt great, you know? So that was a pretty cool twist in the movie. Uh, so then things start to kind of get uh, kind of get rolling in regards to the Chris story. So essentially what happens is, is that uh, one of Kimball's students' name is uh, Dominic. I have a headache. It's not a tumor. <laughs> That's funny. No, Arnold, you actually, don't you remember, man? You don't say that to Dominic. It's, uh, you know, when you're, man, you're getting the scenes all screwed up, man. I haven't even gotten that far yet. So wait, why don't you just wait till I get there and then we'll discuss and then you can do the, then you can do the funny lines. Okay. How's that sound? Yes. Stop whining. Do it now. All right. All right. Cool. So anyways, getting back to the story. So, uh, one of one of John Kimball's students name is Dominic, who uh, Kimball becomes very fond of, uh, his mother, Joyce, and uh, played by Fenelope Ann Miller, which a.k.a. would be uh, Adventures of Babysitting, Good Times. And uh, she works in the school, and uh, like many of the other student mothers, um, she's estranged you know, from her husband, uh, so she tries not to speak of him, which is kind of part of his suspicions. Now there's a series of conversations that happen throughout the movie where, you know, they gradually start to trust each other. And, uh, you know, Kimball slowly deduces that uh, she has to be Rachel Crisp and that Dominic has to be Crisp's son just by like the dating that they have and the conversations and stuff. But of course, Phoebe, 
you know, has been posing as Kimball's sister this whole time, which, you know, has been real hilarious when you when you hear her voice and stuff. But Joyce does reveal that she's never stole any of the money from Chris. It was all a lie. Uh, you know, it was just told to, uh, you know, it was just to get away from him because he was basically a monster. So back in California, when they go back to Chris, Cindy gets killed um, and uh, Chris's mother shows up, Eleanor Chris, played by Carol Baker. And then uh, things start to get kind of dark again. Chris, uh, you know, of course, gets his charges dismissed because the prosecution has no other evidence held against him. And uh, he's free from prison. Him and his mother immediately head to Astoria because they found out where everybody is. And, uh, of course, he didn't know that John was a kindergarten teacher. So uh, at one point, uh, when Chris actually gets to the school, actually finds out that John is the teacher, what he does is he uh, he starts a fire in the school. Things start to go real crazy, and uh, and the chaos ensues, essentially. Uh, Chris kidnaps his own son, and then John's trying to look for him. Um, and then Chris actually, um, you know, the ferret, you know, there's kind of this running joke about how, you know, he ferrets never bite but it's actually the only thing that saved them because the ferrets was inside dominic and uh and crawled out of his sweater and uh bit crisp in the neck and then of course uh he he shoots um he shoots john in the leg but then john kills him and then lo and behold the mom comes in and uh starts to uh you know starts to about ready to kill Arnold and then that's when Phoebe comes in because she just got hit by a car a little bit earlier takes her out and uh, then John is sent to the hospital and there's this little kid that comes up and says Mr. Kimball are you alright? Oh man it's terrible it's good stuff but essentially uh, you know after Chris' mom gets arrested and uh, and Kimball goes to the hospital uh, O'Hara, Phoebe her fiance, he's a chef because she loves to eat He's real crazy, though. He's, like, accident-prone. They do invite him to the wedding. Uh, and then after Kimball recovers, he decides that uh, he's going to go back to the school. And uh, the kids are so happy to see him. Joyce comes out of the classroom. They give a kiss, and then the movie ends, man. It's some, some good, good times, man. I really love this movie. The six-year-olds, how much trouble can they be? The kids are soft. You lack discipline. You're not going to have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that I really, really enjoy in this movie. And, uh, you know, starting off the beginning of the movie, you know, you got the whole mall scene. Uh, What's really cool is the graphics hit the screen and you see like kindergarten cop and it's got like all the really cool colors and stuff like, you know, a kid made it with the crayon, you know, and they even have like the D and the E backwards and good stuff. Uh, and then, you know, Arnold, he's got like the goatee and, you know, he's just real tough looking and stuff. And uh, there's just some really good lines in the in the first half of this, you know, a first half of the movie, because you kind of feel like it's just your typical normal action, you know, Arnold movie. You know, you have the good old, you know, when he introduces himself. Hey, I'm a police officer. I'm Detective John Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. Right, exactly. That's how, you know, it starts off and uh, various lines like that. And uh, then you get like the whole drug dealer and then you see, you know, Cindy 
who uh, Sydney's just like out of her gourd. I mean, you have a guy get killed in the very beginning of the film and uh, you have Arnold say, you know, I like you, Cindy. I like you a lot. You know, I'm going to be with you to the end of time. And then, you know, where he pulls out his gun, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Detective John Kimball and I love my car. You know, who are you, man? I'm the party pooper. You know, stuff like that. And he's just blowing stuff away, you know, blowing up nightclubs and going after a drug addict girl. And uh, you see this criminal and everything. And then all of a sudden, when it switches to going to the school, that's when all the lightheartedness starts to uh, starts to happen. And uh, it's just like all of a sudden it just takes a twist like 20, 30 minutes in. And, uh, and I really enjoy that aspect of the film. All right, but, you know, like I've been saying, so much good stuff happens in here. So, you know, in the beginning, I love it when uh, Arnold uh, handcuffs Cindy to the dead body after Chris shoots him. And he's just like, stay here. It's like, where is she going to go? I mean, that's flipping hilarious, good stuff. It's kind of dark humor, if you will. I always thought that that was good. Now, I like the sit-down scene. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, when... uh, when Phoebe's talking to Cindy in the interrogation room and she's just getting frustrated and she's about ready to walk out and Chris or, or John is getting frustrated because Phoebe's not doing such a good job. He's about ready to leave the room and so is Cindy and she's like, sit down. And then his boss is saying, sit down. So it's like a simultaneous sit down. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Good stuff. Now, I love the plane scene, uh, you know, where uh, he's talking with Phoebe and the kids are jacking around in the back. He goes, you don't stop screwing around back there. This is what I'm going to do to you. And then he breaks the pencil uh, with this thumb and the kid starts to freak out. Man, I love that part. <laughs> it's funny. It's true, sir. It is very funny. So, yeah, I love that scene. Good times. Uh, and then I definitely love the ferret. You know, when uh, Phoebe's getting sick, she's in the back of the car, not expecting it. Here comes this big old rat looking thing coming out, you know, and uh, and then it just scares her to death. He goes, oh, I forgot to introduce you to my ferret, you know, and uh, I love ferrets, man. They're so cute and uh, so cuddly. It's like a big, big skinny squirrel. Uh, or like a smaller version of a cat almost, man. I don't know. I just love ferrets. There's some good times. So I love the scene when you get introduced to uh, to Mr. Ferret on top of Phoebe. That that scream was hilarious. Now, uh, you got to love it when Arnold's getting ready. He's got his uh, face all shaved. And uh, Phoebe's just like, you know... Uh, leave the gun and he's like oh can you tell and and then when he starts to talk to her more she's like take the gun and uh I, that was kind of again kind of a little dark humor you know take the gun with you to uh to kindergarten it was uh kind of hilarious so good times now of course the best part of this movie has to be the uh the introduction to being in kindergarten when uh, you have little Miko Hughes, uh, lovely Miko Hughes, which would go on to pretty much do scary movies. He was uh, the kid in Pet Cemetery. Uh, then he was in uh, he was in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. A uh, lot of lot of good stuff. But you know, of course, he's like. And then of course we have the the ever funny line: "Boys have penis, girls have vagina." And then you know all the kids start laughing, and he's like, "Thanks for the tip." And then the fun uh, starts to happen at some good times. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Well, technically, Arnold, uh, you don't say, uh, you know, you do say I want to ask you a bunch of questions, but the daddy part comes later, uh, if you uh, if you don't remember, sir. 
But uh, you do ask the funny question, how many of you were born in Astoria? And they, all the kids raise their hand like they have no idea what the heck Astoria is, which they don't. Uh, so that was a funny scene. And, uh, man, just good times overall. Uh, all the uh, all the kids just destroying the place. The kid hits uh, uh, the kid on the wagon hits him in the uh, back of the leg and he just starts screaming shut up and he just like goes off and all the kids start crying and uh, how could you not forget about Emma you know Emma one thing I read about uh, Ivan Redman pretty much let her do whatever she wanted to do because she was so funny you know she's the one that uh, you know Emma take your toy back to the carpet I'm not a policeman I'm a princess you know and uh, originally when she starts off she's the one that says I gotta go to the bathroom really bad you know and uh, she was just a funny character if you pretty much pay attention to her any scene she's in she's off doing her own little thing which is you know most of the kids are paying attention but she's just kind of off her rocker if you will but she's absolutely hilarious and uh, definitely a sweetheart for sure Okay, so let's talk about Dominic. Now, uh, if you didn't know, Dominic was played by a bunch of twins because, you know, there's a bunch of child labor laws. You know, you can't have a kid for so long in front of the camera, blah, 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 blah. It's usually when twins occur, kind of like, uh, you know, tw- uh, you know, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler was, uh, you know, the kids from uh, uh, Zach and Cody, you know, the twins there, they were pretty much the same kid in uh, Big Daddy. However, the difference with these twins are one has a very deep voice and the other one doesn't. So you could definitely tell it's the one brother who just says, you know, better than you, you know, better than you. And Mrs. Deagle is better than you. You know, he starts saying all this, you know, better than you stuff. And his voice is just really like, you know, just like really deep and sounds like he's got like cancer of the throat. And then the rest of the movie, it's the other kid, you know. So you can definitely tell which which uh, twin is behind the camera. But, you know, it's all in good fun. Now, you got to love Sylvester's mom, you know, the one that comes in. Uh, she, I think she was in Soap Dish, I think is it, and uh, starts, you know, wanting to find out why he's looking up uh, people's dresses, you know, and playing with dolls. And then uh, later on, there will be the funny line about uh, where, where uh, John tells uh, Phoebe that, oh, yeah, that's the one that, uh, you know, he left her for another man. And she's like, you're not getting sentimental on me, are you? You know, so I like Sylvester's mom. She's only in like two scenes, but she was kind of funny. And I love the kid that he picks up. He's like, are you the one eating everybody's lunches? And uh, he's like, yeah. And he goes, stop it. And then he just, and then the kid like spits out all the food all over him. And then he just throws the kid. It's like he just drops him. And it's just flipping hilarious. Can you imagine how high that kid was off the ground when he just let him go and throws him? Flipping hilarious. Now, of course, the fire drill scene is absolutely hilarious because uh, the kids just go wild and crazy and uh, just really just shows you uh, the lack of discipline that he has over them. Uh, Great, great scene. I love the fire drill scene because it obviously pays off later uh, when you get to see all the montages of him working with the kids. But kind of starts things off right. Now, Zach's mom. Uh, did you guys notice who Zach's mom is? In the upcoming episode of uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, uh, Zach's mom is the girl in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead who's always trying to get Christina Applegate's character fired. Is also the sister of the boyfriend that uh, she has. 
So yeah, she's a total tool in that movie, and she's a total jerk off in this movie. Uh, well, not really. She's just trying to say, you know, uh, you're probably inquiring about the bruises. You know, please don't get the authorities involved. And then when he comes out, and uh, he's like, yeah, you all say the same. Hey, I don't have to justify myself to you. You know, of course, she's sticking up for her man instead of uh, defending her child. So, all right. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite Emma scenes is definitely the carpet scene. Take your toy back to the carpet. Emma, take your toy back to the carpet. I'm not a a policeman. I'm a princess. Take it back. All right. You know, it's absolutely hilarious. Good stuff. And then I love the march. You know, the one, two, three, four, you know, uh, where they're like reading, writing, arithmetics, too much homework makes me sick when it's time to pass the test. Kindergarten is the best. Good times, man. Every time I heard that, man, I was always flipping, singing that song, man, even when I wasn't in kindergarten. Good times. Love it. And, uh, man, I love the montage scene of them, you know, just Arnold taking control of the kids and they're all getting along and you just see him, uh, getting the kids in shape and doing push-ups and, uh, you know, having contests. Yeah. Yeah. Zach's the winner. Cause he really thinks that Zach is really, uh, he really thinks it's Chris's kid until, uh, you know, until he finds out that, you know, the dad has been abusing him and then he just kind of shifts his gears and uh, kind of leans more towards Dominic. But overall, the, the middle section of the movie is just so good. Now, I love the house scene. You know, Ivan Reitman obviously directed Ghostbusters. So when Arnold goes to the house, uh, you know, for the date, and uh, you, get to see, uh, you get to see Dominic's room, what does he have? He has Ghostbusters uh, bedding. He has Ghostbusters sheets and blankets and pillows. So most people don't notice that. I do good stuff. So Ivan Reitman, Ghostbusters, of course, had to bring some of that in, and I flip and love that. And I also love the investigation of the house. It's like he's just secretly going through stuff, and then he gets busted by Dominic in the closet. It's like Dominic's kind of smart enough to know, dude. I know you're snooping around my house, but he doesn't say anything. I always enjoyed that because the way he looks at him, you never know if it's he really knows what he's doing or if he's just like, okay, silly. You know, maybe you really are lost. And I kind of like the way that that look goes. You can t- you can kind of take it one way or the other. Now, uh, Linda Hunt, really good. Uh, obviously, Linda Hunt nowadays is in uh, NCIS Los Angeles. She's like the boss. Um, she was also the voice of, uh, um, gosh, what was she in God of War? Anyway, God of War is like my favorite flipping PlayStation game ever and I don't even know who she plays in uh, God of War but anyway she's the voice over in God of, in the God of War games I think she plays she's a titan and uh she plays uh gosh what does she play uh Gaia yeah that's it yeah all you people that are yelling me ha I figured it out yeah she's uh the voiceover of Gaia in the God of War series and uh, does an amazing job there funny enough she really didn't know too much about Gaia as she was doing the voice work and then she's also in that Richard Grieco movie that I talked about with uh, Jameson on Change of Channels, uh, If Looks Could Kill. So uh, she does a really good job in this movie, and I love the whole, you know, what was it like to punch that SOB when, you know, because uh, she tells him, you know, you're a really great teacher. And uh, he's just kind of surprised by her compliment. And I really enjoy that scene. One of the strongest scenes in the film, for sure. Now, uh, Richard Tyson, I've only really seen him in this movie, and he's a really good, effective bad guy, especially over the racetrack. You know, he's willing to to basically kill some guy to get a hold of a racetrack. You know, he's like he tries to give him money, and he's like, dude, I just don't want the money. And then it's like, 
man, I, he probably he probably killed that old guy, man, I'll tell you. But, uh, you know, he's definitely an effective bad guy. He does break the fourth wall, though, because, you know, when the mom's getting all this medication and he's just like, you know, you don't need all this stuff. You know, you pumped me for all these years and nothing was wrong with me. And she's like, that's why nothing was wrong with you. And he just looks at us and just says, how can you argue with that? So there is kind of a little bit of break in the fourth wall. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It's cool. It's funny. I don't really take it, you know, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me too much. Now, of course, I love when Miko, Miko Hughes does his line to Phoebe and every all the kids start laughing. He kind of dances and she just kind of looks over at John and just says, you taught him the basics, I see. And uh, it's cool, the whole stranger talk, because, you know, my kids watching that, they repeat it after all the kids never talk to strangers. So, you know, even having your kids nowadays watch the movie, it's still relevant because it's especially now more than ever, never talk to strangers. Is You know, is kids okay? Yeah, it's okay to talk to kids. What about dogs, you know? But sometimes even kids can be kind of bad to talk to. You never know where they're... You know, even the ending gets a little dark, too, after uh, Chris steals... Uh, you know, Dominic kidnaps him and, and, and hits Joyce in the face, uh, you know, and he's just like, she made me do it, you know, and it's just like, man, it kind of takes a dark turn at the end. You know, uh, the, his mom hits Phoebe with the car, but she does have a great comeback later on when she hits them, hits his mom in the stomach with a bat and just says, you know, you're not so tough without your car, are you? And I love it when uh, Kimball's coming out of the out of the school, and you have that one redhead kid come up to him, Mister Kimball, are you all right? Uh, absolutely hilarious. I love that kid. Uh, flipping hilarious, good times. Yes. Glad to see you're still with me there, Arnold. Good times, man. I thought I lost you there for a little bit. But uh, all in all, man, I love the ending of this. Uh, There's still some speculation that says that John Kimball actually quit the police force to actually go be a teacher. But the movie doesn't really tell you that. It's just there's some speculation on it. So me, I like to think that he's still a police officer and he just goes and visits the kids and wants wants to be with Joyce and stuff because, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to give him a job there. But, uh, you know, you got to love the kiss. You know, oh, they're going to do it, you know, and then he kisses. And, you know, I love that kid. He's just like, uh, you know, I, ne- I never talked about that scene where he's all about death, you know. And uh, he's like, it might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. But, yeah, you're right. I don't know. And, uh, and then at the end, he's like, they're going to do it. So it's kind of kind of cool, the, the death kid had the final line but all in all man uh there's so much that i could really go on and on about this movie and just you know give it its high praises and stuff i would say i really don't have any issues with the movie overall i think it's really solid really good um you know there's so many quotable lines and uh I think the only problem I have with it is the fact that I've seen it too many freaking times in the past couple of weeks because my kids watch it nonstop. Overall, man, I, I would say that uh, it's still a very good movie. I mean, it's definitely, even though there's still some dark parts to it, uh, I do find that it's a really good, solid film. And, uh, you know, outside of like a few swear words here and there, it's still pretty good to sit down and have the family watch. There may be a few things that you may find corny here and there. I would say I'd give this one a strong, man, four and a half, man. This is just, this movie is solid from beginning to end. Very good, very funny, easy story to follow. 
Uh, I like the twist and turns, how it kind of feels like your typical Arnold movie, and then all of a sudden switches to a comedy. Arnold's got great chemistry with the kids. Uh, all the kids are funny. Uh, it, everything works well. The music's great. Uh, the montages are good. Um, the, the bad guy is really good and solid, good ending, man. It's just overall, man, it's great. I mean, I'm struggling here on why I can't give it a five star. I, I hate to say it. It's like, it's so, that good to me where I really am just like, are there really any problems with the movie? You know, I mean, no movie is perfect. There's always got to be some sort of, uh, you know, flaws, or whatever, but it's just it's really hard for me to find anything that I don't like about the film or anything in it. You know, it's still even after all this time, it's still really flipping great. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to do this strong four and a half week five. Uh, very solid film. Highly recommend it. Great stuff. Uh, it's the best uh, the best family comedy Arnold ever did. Jingle all the way was complete trash, but this is this is it, man. This is the the peak. Uh, it may not be the funniest movie he's ever done. I believe that goes the Last Action Hero, but this movie is definitely my favorite of uh, you know when I think of comedy, uh, funny Arnold, I think of Last Action Hero and Kindergarten Cops. So overall, I'm gonna go with a four and a half. Uh, week five. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. Go and kiss your mother's behind. Why? Are, are you upset with me because I didn't give the movie a perfect five star or something? You said it yourself. Listen to me very carefully. Do it now. All right, man. You're right, man. I, I think I will go with a five star. I mean, I've loved this movie. And I still love it just as much as I do today. Uh, it's, you know, from beginning to end, it's solid all the way through. Uh, so yeah, I guess you convinced me, man. I think I'll go with the five star after all. Yes. <laughs> all right. Good stuff, man. I'm glad that, uh, we agree on that, man. Good, good time, sir. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Why don't we, uh, you know, that is it for the overall review. So let's hear what the STL nation had to say. All right, so our first email comes from John the Music Man. He's like, hello, STL Nation and Mike. Uh, it's been a while since my last email, but you know how it is. And this silly thing called life gets in the way. It's true, sir. First off to my Arnold, uh, you better start being nice to my friend or I will terminate you. Don't be ridiculous. Chill out, dickwad. Arnold, man, what are you doing, man? You can't be saying that stuff on the show, let alone to the STL Nation man that wrote in to give support. And you're supposed to be all like, you know, you got to be respectful, man. You already pissed off Tawana, man. You know, you already called her damaged goods. You know what I'm saying? Come on, baby. You know you're the girl of my dreams. <laughs> Good one, Arnold. So uh, so back to John Music, man. Sorry, sir. You know, I'll have to I'll have to talk to Arnold about that after the show. Sorry about that, sir. And uh, anyways, uh, okay, since that is out of the way, let's talk Kindergarten Cop. Honestly, I think it's a good film, but I do like Twins over this, but it has such great quotes from this movie, and it's an instant classic. Uh, well, off to listen some 
Hoobastank, like their cover, and I like their cover for Ghostbusters. A good friend let me know about the song from them, and it rocks. John the Music Man. You're welcome, sir. Glad you're enjoying some uh, good old Hoobastank version of Ghostbusters Good Times. So uh, the next one comes from uh, Tawana Diverse City Williams. What is up, girl? Here is what she had to write in about Kindergarten Cop. What is up, Masunis and the STL Nation? Here are 10 facts about Kindergarten Cop. 1. Ferrets are awesome and make any movie instantly better. 2. Casting Angela Bassett in a small role as a flight lieutenant was an epic failure. Hello, she's Tina Turner's FFS, for goodness sake. Number 3. Linda Hunt has the best voice ever. Hello, uh, God of War. Um, Hello, Carnival good times uh now i hate child actors but little miko hughes is one of the best ever he was act his acting was a little uh he was acting his little butt off in pet cemetery and uh was a freaking uh baby people number five uh Fenelope ann miller was never as funny as she was in adventures and babysitting number six everybody needs to check out the movie soap dish with sally field and elizabeth sue to see kathy uh morte in her best role that must be uh sylvester's mom uh so i was right she was in soap dish good times apparently it is totally possible for jane brooke to play an even bigger douche than she does in this movie allowing her son to get beat up by her husband she's the upcoming don't tell mom the babysitter's dead for that good times yes Way to go, girl. Yep, even you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pamela Reed, number eight, is great in everything. Her chemistry with Arnold is even more evident in Junior. Have you watched that yet, Mike? Unfortunately, I have not, but I do promise I will watch it. And uh, number nine, I hate 3 o'clock high, but Richard Tyson was the best part of that film. He seems to be really good at playing bad guys. And finally, I'm not damaged good, Arnold. I'm not damaged goods, Arnold. You are, so take it back. <laughs> That's funny. All right. And uh, she says, uh, all right, that is it for now. See you online. Take care. Diversity, constructive criticism, and powerful praise. Thank you so much for writing in, Tawana. Good times. And uh, we have another email. And uh, this one is our, uh, we have actually two. Uh, This one comes from Lisa the Legend. What is up, Lisa? She's like, hi, y'all. So we are finally on to the third Arnold flick. This was, uh, this was a great movie for making Arnold into a family actor he needed to do uh, he needed to be to do comedies. I enjoyed the gruffness of his character and how the kids bent him around on their way of thinking. It was touching how he stuck up for the child being abused and wanted to protect him. I agree. I liked the guest stars as well. Park overall was great. You can't miss Linda Hunt. She's such a great actress as well. I love the comedy. The best is in uh, the best is in this movie. The interaction with the kids is priceless. I am super pumped to have my new nickname i think it's awesome i look forward to hearing your review and good times take care lisa the legend well thank you so much lisa for writing in always a good time thank you so much all right and our last one comes from the man the the myth the legend john the mailman what is up sir hello mike how are you doing i thought it'd be nice to check in i got to rewatch twins it was good times i've been it's been a while but it's still funny i love the i've done nothing the pavement was his enemy line uh the hallway flight uh tonight is your night bro arnold's face after having sex i love arnold and all that he does we need some last action hero in this joint there you go, sir. As Just like I kind of announced earlier, uh, Last Action Hero will be the next Arnold movie that I do, but that's going to be in 2013. 
2013. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to cover as many Arnold movies as I can. So good times, sir. Kindergarten Cop is a great movie. And by the way, those aren't gonna be voted on. Those are just you know those like Star Wars the bonus episodes. Those are just Arnold movies that I'm doing. I'm not putting up against the vote. An email in kind of thing. So Kindergarten Cop is a great movie. Uh, it starts off so dark and then it gets kid friendly, then dark again. I love the montage of the kids getting better. I love it when he hits the dad and the lady's like, how was it? All the stuff with the kids is great. Good times. And I saw Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 with the wife. I'm on record saying it's a guilty pleasure. And this movie was fun. Bad acting, but the action was pretty good. Kind of sad to see it go. And uh, keep up the great work and thanks for all that you do. John the Mailman considers email deliver. P.S. Commando rules. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's true. Commando flipping rules. Good times. Uh, it's okay that you like Twilight. You know, we all have to uh, have something in our life to be ashamed of. And uh, that's yours. So no, I'm just messing with you, man. It's all good. Uh, but thank you guys so much for writing in. Always a good time. If you want to write in, please do so at sweepdelaypodcast at yahoo.com or uh, stlpodcast at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and uh, let's roll into the music spotlight. Here comes the ready and now. All right, so uh, music spotlight time. Uh, I'm going to go with a really good rocking tune here, uh, something I've been jamming to all week. And, uh, you know, a lot of the STL Nation, it's humongous fans of Kelly Clarkson. Any tune I've ever played during the Underground Hour, everybody's loved. And I'm going to go with uh, one of my absolute favorite tunes, and that's Why You Want to Bring Me Down. I've been jamming this all. Man, it's just so flipping good. It's good times. It's like it's probably the most rocking you've ever heard Kelly Clarkson. It's a pretty short song, but it's awesome. It's got a killer chorus, uh, killer beat to it. Uh, great guitar solo, great tune overall. Good stuff. And then uh, something I want to play for you guys real quick. Uh, as I mentioned before on uh, my friend's podcast, uh, D2R podcast, my friend Ryan, uh, I went ahead and uh, recorded the end of the year special with him. And uh, we did uh, the top 10 movies and uh, music of 2010. But before we got there, we saved it towards the end of the show. We talked about a lot of good, fun stuff. Now, this is going to be exclusive. So if you want to hear what my top 10 movies are, I'm not going to be putting it on the STL feed. You're going to have to check it out at this sh- on this show. So uh, it's D, the number 2, and then the letter R. So D is in David, the number two and R, D2R podcast. So look it up. It should say uh, Ryan on there. That's going to be the podcast it's going to be on. It's going to be coming out probably, I don't know, the 26th or 27th of December. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm going to play you just a couple of clips real quick so you kind of get an idea of what you get to look forward to on our fun conversation. Uh-huh. I'm liking this guy more by the minute, you know, Batman, weird, Coconut. I don't, I don't like most things. So. And uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the biggest piece of trash on the face of the planet. Yeah, it is. Jeez. Straight garbage. Worst movie ever. Oh, hate it. You don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to. Don't don't need. I'll tell you one thing. You can watch the first ten minutes, and it's the best part of the movie. And then you find out it's a dream. Shut it off. Piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. And Rob Zombie pissed all over Michael Myers. Let's just let's just yeah. start there, okay? Horrible piece of crap. Worst. Oh, 
I'm, so why did he make a second one then? Because the vampire would be the, a zombie. Well, this is the thing. The whole thing about a zombie. If you get bit by it, it's the infected, you know, them having the infection that gets you. So if a vampire bites a zombie, he then himself becomes, well, he's already undead. You know, vampires can't die. Unless, I mean, they're eternal living unless you stab them in the heart or, you know, that. Right. Right. That so, or the stake in the heart or. But no, no, it's the decapitation right in the head. It's got to, they have to sever the head from the spine. That's the only way to kill so, a zombie. Okay, so if a zombie only dies that way, but they're technically already dead. So really, if a vampire bites them, they're already infected. So are they not even going to really be affected by the bite is what I'm thinking. I think it would be bad for... But how do you kill a vampire? You have to put a stake in their heart. Well, I, I could see a zombie well, doing yeah. that. I can't. No? What kind of zombie are we talking about here? Because yeah. there's like four different types of zombies. Yeah, there's the Resident Evil zombie. There's yeah. the Zombieland zombies. Arrow zombies. They yeah. just walk. Like the zombies like in the, in the Brad Pitt movie that are, like, running, jumping off roofs and shit like that. That shit is crazy. I don't like those zombies. Hey, hey, I thought we were doing a family show here. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, Ryan's like, uh, we're not going to do swearing today. He's oh, like, okay. he's like, I'd like to put a not explicit. Well, you just blew that. I to tell go. Jamie that part of it. <laughs> That's the kind of shit you got to bring up. There you go. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do the best we can. We'll try not to drop F-bombs. How's that? I don't care. I was just messing with you. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens, you know what I mean? We're so used to talking freely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let's go with the scariest version of a zombie. Well, s- scariest version would have to be the kind that can run after you. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Re- later. the new Resident Evil movie uh, has them all over. They got guns. They got weapons. They can fight, and they can run after you. So those are the best zombies I've seen so far. So we'll go with those. Then they could probably kill a vam- our vampire. Well, like, yeah, because you never really seen a vampire be badass in a yeah. movie. And well, how is the, and and how are they? How is biting a zombie gonna do anything to the zombie? Exactly. So I, I'm gonna go with zombies personally. Well, are we talking Blade? Because Blade's a zombie or a vampire. This is true. Mm-hmm. I would put Blade up against zombies. Yeah. I think Blade could whoop some zombie ass. Maybe there needs to be like a. Blade versus... All right, so uh, yeah, that's uh, just a few teaser clips, if you will. So uh, as soon as it is up, I will let you guys know on the Facebook page and the Nation page, all that fun stuff, and I'll give you guys the download links The download links so you can check it out. Now, just want to give you a heads up. Uh, it's not a family, not, you know, it's not a family show. Uh, I mean, they, they pretty much uh, talk about everything and anything. Uh, so me coming on the show definitely cleaned it up. But it was good times, man. Um, you know, me and me and Ryan have been friends for a long time. And uh, he kind of wanted to do like a whole shock jock uh, kind of show, if you will. But they have great topics that they do. Uh, the newsworthy news section is amazing. And they just talk about everything. It's absolutely hilarious. And Jamie is hysterical. Uh, he's flipping great. And, uh, you know, Watson is a fan of this podcast. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something that uh, I don't expect you to check out the other episodes. But at least check out that one. And, uh, you know... Hopefully you will dig it and because I'm going to be going on there uh, in 2013 kind of once a month and just kind of talk some uh, movies and stuff. It'll be good times. But I uh, wanted to give you other some, you know, uh, other quick updates before I end the show here. Uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. I uh, just posted a video of the contest winner and uh, I'm going to be trying to, you know, 
I, I occasionally post videos on there of uh, small reviews and stuff. So go ahead and look up Sweep Delay Podcast uh, channel and uh, and subscribe to that sucker. And if uh, you like Stitcher, uh, I followed the Jason train. I jumped on there and I added the show and changing channels to Stitcher. So just look up Sweep Delay Podcast or uh, Changing Channels Podcast. It's on Stitcher now. So if that's what you what you use, there you go. And uh, you know you're welcome. So because I had I had some requests on that and I delivered. Don't forget uh, to check out the Twitter page STL Podcast. And uh, don't forget to check out my boys, my friends, uh, Jameson at Movie Mojo Monthly. And don't forget to check out Jason over at Flicks Film and Focus, uh, Show Me the Winston, the Crossroads Podcast. If you like to hear terrible movies being torn to pieces, check out Yeah, It's That Bad Podcast. That is an absolutely hilarious podcast, good times. And uh, if you like comic books, check out Movie Mojo Monthly, not Movie Mojo Monthly, Modern Myth Media. It's another MMM podcast that is super great on all your comic book and superhero needs they go very detailed in depth and uh probably have one of the greatest dark knight rises discussions ever it's amazing uh good times and then uh and that's pretty much it uh next week there's only going to be two episodes it's going to be the underground hour top 10 uh, singles of 2012 and then the christmas episode home alone and then that'll be it for the uh for december you know got to take time off for christmas and stuff and uh then when the d2r podcast is up i'll go ahead and post the link so you guys can listen to that and uh, show some support give me some feedback hopefully you dug it and then in january is when we will hit uh the next upcoming three movies house party don't tell mom the babysitter's dead weird science Uh, i don't know the exact order yet i will let you know and don't forget the bonus episodes of Star Wars Episode 2 and 3 will be coming out. And uh, just a lot of fun stuff, man. I'm really looking forward to 2013. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Hiding Out is going to be another movie heading your way very soon. Uh, that one's not even going up against the vote. It's just I can't have that movie lose. Uh, it's just amazing. And there's a lot of people out there that love this movie. So that's one of them that's sitting on my desk here ready to watch and review uh, in January, February kind of thing. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of good fun stuff planned. Uh, it's been a very fun, two, you know, 2012. We made a lot of changes to the show for the better. And uh, it's. I just want to thank you guys for all your support. It's been awesome. Uh, you guys are the greatest fans. You know, I'd rather have 40 fans than 500, you know, because I can interact with all you guys. You know, that's all that matters. So uh, I think I'm going to call it a wrap for the show. Uh, make sure you guys uh, be on the lookout for next week's uh, two episodes. Hopefully you dig the Christmas episode, Home Alone. Get your emails in. I'd love to hear what you have to say about Home Alone. Going to be good times. And, uh, and yeah, that's about it, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the music spotlight. I hope you enjoyed the clips and the overall show. And, uh, Arnold, I want to thank you, sir, for uh, coming on the past, uh, you know, for Terminator Twins and this one. Uh, giving some funny insights, sir. It's been good blast. You know, good times. Kind of roasted the STL Nation a little bit and uh, roasted me a little bit. It's been fun. You're a great guy. And uh, I look forward to talking to you uh, on Last Action Hero whenever we do that. We'll do that sometime in January, sir. You know, I know Mailman wants to hear it soon. So, again, sir, thank you so much for joining me. It's been fun, sir. In case you forget, I'll be checking back with you. I need a vacation. One more thing. 
I broke it long. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, thanks so much. Uh, and you guys out there in the STL land, thanks so much for everything. You guys take care. Masoonis out. <laughs>